the American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must take America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. Liberty weeps, our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. Okay, this is uh, Ralph Herbert Winroad II coming to you live out of Alaska. And uh, we're going to talk about. Social Security, this half this hour. How do I get these guys to make, make me go away? But I'm going to give you an answer, first of all, to that the tax court exercises the judicial power of the United States, and two of them have quotation marks in them. And this is one of the things you learn in dealing with criminals. If you want to hold them accountable to a term, put it in quotation marks or a phrase. So the question becomes, is this true? The tax court exercises, quotation mark, judicial power of the United States, in quotation mark. The answer is an affirmative, no. Why? Because the, and when it's in quotation marks, that is defined under Article 3 of the Constitution of the United States. And that is for law and equity. Is this one true? The tax court exercises quotation mark judicial power, end quote, of the United States. That one's true. Why is that true? Because administrative law is part of the judicial power of the United States. So if you just suck out and say judicial power in quotation marks, that is a true statement. Or you can do the one that they like to use a lot. Tax court exercises the judicial power of the United States. That was true. Because that includes everything. When you put it in quotation marks, that's when they run into a problemo. You put in tax court exercising, and this is in this brief. All of them. And when you know that, you can understand what they're talking about. And they say one or the other. They say right out, it doesn't exercise, quote, judicial power of the United States, end quote. Well, isn't that interesting? 
But rather, we've got judicial power just in quotation marks of the United States. That's good. Or just plain old judicial power of the United States. That's good. How many people know this? How would you know this? Where do these lawyers learn this nonsense? I don't know. Somebody's teaching them how to do this stuff. It's a lie. Right in front of us. It's a, a sleight of hand. But in this case, they actually explain the difference. And I'm going to publish that case here later today. So now getting back to this Social Security. It says that they can't take out any money in outlaw or equity. Why would they insert outlaw and equity in this particular code section? Because we don't have any courts outlaw and equity. <laughs> oh, God, are these guys good. So where, how are they doing it? Well, it's under 26 U.S.C. 6331. It mirrors the other part of the, it tells what sections <clears throat> that are exempt and what parts are not exempt. 26 United States Code 6331, a code. And it tells you which ones are exempt and which ones aren't. And C is the one, no other property exempt in spite of any other law of the United States, including 207, which is 407. Now, of the Social Security Act, no property or rights or property shall be exempt from levy other than property specifically made exempt by subsection A. So they used 26 U.S.C. 6331 to override the one that says at law and equity in 407. That's how they get around that. Because at law and equity, we'll go to courts. And that's true. The reason why they have to say at law or equity, because it's a benefit. At law and equity benefits can't go to that constitutional court. Can I tell you that? No. Nope. How are we supposed to know this stuff? Don't teach it. If it's a benefit, you can't do at law and equity. At law and equity is where you have real contracts and both ways or that type of thing. A benefit is a one-way street. One side volunteers an obligation to get something. The other side owes nothing back the other way. It's called an implied-in-law contract. That's something to remember. So the question becomes then, I see this code section, now what do I do? I'm stuck because the code says they're going to take the money out. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. This is where knowledge and power comes in. Because you see, agencies have to have administrative legislation. So I go to the good old CFRs and see if I find anything that goes along with 6331 code section. And I'll be dolly golly gee what there it is. 26 CFR 301. Oh, that means it's internal housekeeping. 301.6331-1. It mirrors the code. Now, if you're ignorant, illiterate, and stupid, or somewhere in all that, 
that will come under Chevron deference because the court will say, well, it looks like the code. So we'll go ahead and go along with it. Or the other con that they pull, you will see in court cases, you will see a code section like you would see 26 USC 6331, 26 CFR 301-6331. So they will list the code section, comma, and they will list the regulation behind it. But they don't tell you which one has application to what. They just say, well, here is where it says that. Okay, fine. Does it have any application to me would be the question. They don't address it. They will put the code and regulations together. And nobody asked the question, what the, why is the code section there, or the regulation section there? Huh? It's got to be there for some reason. Oh, they just had extra ink? Maybe that was it. No. Because administrative legislation is by federal agencies is in the CFRs. That's where it's compiled, and it is published, like the public laws, in the quote, the Federal Register. They all have a number, have a volume, space, FR, and then a page where they start. Just like public laws or statutes. They have a number, and then they have a STAT, and then they have another number where it starts. So the obvious thing is I would want to go look at 26 CFR 301.6331. Now I already know by 301 it's nonsense. Because Chrysler B. Brown, if it starts with a 301, that's 5 USC 301. That's departmental rules. Internal use only, it's employees and all that. Nothing to do with you or me. So, now what do I do? Well, first of all, you go look at the, you can plead that if you want, because that is true. But the only thing that they have to take judicial notice of is the actual Federal Register publication numbers, which would be like the statutes. Or today they use public law a lot. Ever since 1936, it's been totally public law. They do put stats sometimes too, but it's P period, L period law, public law, which are not laws of the United States, but so what? So you go look at that. So now I go, I pull up 301-6331. Does it have the forced effect of law? IRS says it don't, but we're going to prove it. First of all, I'm going to search on 553B because under public participation, which I also found in that document, and it's also in the Administrative Procedures Act of 1946. They don't call it public participation. It's also in the United States codified in 5 U.S.C. 553B, C, and D, but it's B mainly is a big one. 5 U.S.C. 553B. I just search on, I pull up the Federal Register publication. The first one starts in 1967. That's when they republished all 301 rigs under the authority of a 301 rig.
Got a caller here. Let me get back to I got back sci-fi that closed here. Uh, Tom in Baltimore, question or comment about social slavery? Yes, sir. Uh, firstly, uh, Mr. Winrod, thank you always for sharing your uh, wealth of information with us, and happy holidays to you and yours. Great. Well, thank you. Uh, my yours is two putty cats, Romeo and Romeo. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and they That's don't great. look alike, but they both got the same traits. They love to sit on my chest and be held. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, question about uh, your comments um, on uh, law and equity and contract law. Mm-hmm. Uh, my understanding that uh, an equity court was a court that looks at fairness more than statutory law. And secondly, relative to contracts, you were talking about implied contracts when it comes to law and equity. And my understanding about contract law had always been that there has to be equal consideration made on both sides, something offered um, by both parties. For example, when it came to uh, banks, uh, I always thought there was a flaw when you're taking out a loan because the bank is simply making an entry. They really don't have skin in the game, which I don't believe really makes for a valid contract. Could you comment on those two things to find a bit? Well, I can tell you what's happening there. Um, have you ever heard the word Jewish, Shatar? I've heard it. I don't know what it means. Okay. Uh, it's something that the Jews started back in the... I have a brief, if you want to read the brief on it. Uh, mortgages are called uh, Jewish Shatars. And it's where the other side is offering you a benefit. A money without them signing up on the other side to owe you something. Right, okay. right. That's, my, that's exactly okay, what I'm talking Okay, and about. here's the con. They get around and you get the mortgage. This actually goes into this. This uh, is a, a brief done by a uh, law for a uh, law uh, outfit, uh, uh, law school, documented. It started back with the 12th century. Uh, the king invited the Jews in because he wanted to get around the common law. And within pretty soon, the Jews had figured out how to screw the king. So he booted them out eventually. But anyway, it's called a Jewish, it's called a uh, Jewish shatar. And it's called a commercial contract today. I've done one of those. A couple of them. And I come within a hair's breadth of losing my whole company and everything but my shorts. And what does it do? There is a clause in there that if they become of the opinion that their, quote, loan is insecure, they can call it due and payable within 10 days, even though I am making payments timely. Now, what did Ralph do? I found out about the con of this, so I went down, and I wanted to know where the original contracts were. I was paying off a automobile, and they gave me a copy. I said, no, I did the original. 
No, no. You, you, want, you, you, want the, you want the wet ink signature uh, actual document, I, I take it. I wanted my signature back on the car loan. Right, right. And the bank didn't want to give it. So what they did is I went to court and uh, they said, oh, you know, the bottom line is uh, why don't y'all meet over at the bank First of all, I had taken all of the, I went down to the bank and I got a hundred and they pulled, they said every, every loan I had, line of credit and everything, 115, it was either 110 or 115,000. I got cash because I had somebody, uh, the, uh, talk about stroke of luck, I mean luck, at Providence, somebody had just got their retirement from the school and they had that cash and they loaned it to me, well, just on a handshake. So I took the cash to the banker. And he was salvating. Oh, God, God, I took the bank about an hour and a half to get that much money together. And it's a big bank. So anyway, I go in there with cash. And I says, where's the original? Well, I ain't going to go. Well, got it. Well, I says, you ain't getting no cash. So I got around. And I took the cash back, went, put it back in the bank. And next thing I know, I'm in court. And the judge there, he said, well, you know, you got to, Bring the uh, contract and the uh, uh, cash there, and that lasted about a minute. And he said, no, 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 we can't do it here. we got to do it over at the bank. So somebody give a high sign of something. He changed in about a minute. His name is Reese. I'll never forget that SOB's name. Okay, so I go to the bank. I draw it out again. I go over to the bank. And I said, I got, here's the cash. Where are my original contracts? And he's got a bag. Each one of them has got seven staple marks in it. Now, I don't know why. They're all the same, but that's what they did. He says, well, I can't take cash. He says, I got a jurisdictional problem. I still don't know the answer to that one. I says, okay, I offered you once the cash. I'm going to offer you one more time the cash, and then I'm going to walk away. He thought about it for a minute, and he took the cash and gave me the documents. Okay. I have all of the original commercial, all, all of it. Now, what the jurisdictional issue was, I don't have a clue. I still don't really know the answer to that. But he said, I, I can't take cash. But now, getting back to your Jewish shatar and these commercial documents, what they do, they get it, the bank has it, and the next thing you know, they're selling the money, the loan, they're selling your signature, because they don't sign the other side. They sell that to another bank, and then that bank turns your signature into cash, and then you're making payments to the other bank, and they discount it to the second bank or loan company, whatever it is. That's what that's the game. That's how they take our signature and then get cash back. Okay, that's the cost. Yeah, it, what a racket! Even with automobiles, um, when it comes to certificates of origins. Um, you know, it, it brings up so many other things. I don't want to take up too much time out of consideration for other callers. Um, uh, I heard you at one other time uh, give out your number and offer a woman um, to call you with, with further questions off air. Um, I want to get your hard drive with all that information that you compiled. Um, can I call you? Is that okay? Sure. You can call me. You got my phone number? Uh, I believe I have it when I uh, downloaded that one episode, yeah. Well, that's 907. Oh, hold on a minute. we got to go pay, pay bills back in a minute.
took it away. It's happening, ladies and gentlemen. We here at RBN are working with Front Sight Firearms Training Institute to bring our audience the best in combat, tactical, and defensive firearms training. Whether you're a private citizen who is new to firearms or you have a concealed weapon permit and want a level of trading that surpasses what you've received from your local gun range, Front Sight provides priceless education and skills taught by seasoned law enforcement, military, and private citizen instructors to levels that far exceed law enforcement and military standard. With nearly a million responsible citizens trained from every town, city, and state from across the United States, Front Sight has bolstered the Patriot movement to a whole new level. Contact Dan Sutterfield by phone at 573-762-2356 or 573-465-2356 or shoot him an email at domedan, D-O-M-E-D-A-N, at hotmail.com. This is a limited time opportunity. Don't miss it. As a listener of RBN, you're surely concerned about being informed and being ready for whatever may come. Please consider the following questionnaire as a soul-jarring wake-up call. If you answer no to more than two of these following questions, you probably aren't going to make it through any major disruption in our country. The questions were compiled by people that have been there. Are you really ready? Do you own your own firearm for the primary defense and protection of you and your loved ones? Have you ever been professionally trained to stand against life-threatening behavior? Have you ever practiced enough to fire 500 rounds during a two- to four-day time frame, day and night? Can you load, unload, fire, and clear a jam in total darkness? Have all the adults in your household been professionally trained? Are you, life and death, comfortable with your abilities with pistol, revolver, shotgun, and rifle? Are you aware that everything that you do to prepare for an emergency is a waste of time, money, and energy? If you haven't owned your abilities to their highest level to protect and keep what you have, do you have the repair parts that will most likely be needed for each of your firearm, and do you have the ability to install those parts? Could you completely clean every firearm you own? Are you aware that your body won't go where your mind hasn't been? In other words, without proper training, followed by regular practice, you probably will not win a gunfight. Well, how did you measure up? Update for December 2021. The commander memberships that we have been offering have all been upgraded by Dr. Piazza to founder memberships, a $60,000 value for a $500 donation to RBN. To get this deal, you will need to request and pay for two memberships. So find a friend or loved one that's interested and take advantage of this amazing opportunity. RBN will remind you on the air till December 30th at midnight. See details on RBN's webpage to make it happen. The clock is ticking. You had better be ready before it happens. Uh, okay, we're back there. Bob, you there? Yes, sir. Uh, I just want to leave you with one uh, closing comment. Uh, you were talking about uh, wondering why they wouldn't accept cash, and it brought to mind the case of Michael uh I don't know if you're familiar with his situation or not. Christian gentleman who was really quite genius when it came to the law. He was beating the federal government at every turn. Uh, He's currently in prison for basically the rest of his life. I'd like to get down to Florida to visit him if my health improves. But getting back to the point, uh, he had brought up one time uh, an issue where 
heat has figured out that if you try to pay a, for example, a government fine in court, uh, simple in simple terms, he tested it out with a traffic citation in silver, that it's actually a crime for them to accept it. And when he was asked how he wanted to pay the fine by the clerk, uh, he presented silver. Uh, they were about to take it when the head clerk came over and said, stop. They brought a judge out, and the case magically disappeared. I don't know if you know anything about that or if any of your listeners do. There's something to do with lawful money, which, of course, the dollar the F and R is a counterfeit dollar. Uh, we all know that a real dollar is uh, a certain amount of silver. And uh, so he had uh, something there that I think is very uh, important that many people don't know about. And uh, the government is afraid for you to use lawful money when it comes to doing transactions. And yeah, if you I could apply on that. More of that, but uh, it'd take me about 20, 30 minutes to lay the thing down, but I, I, I know what the problem I know. is. I, I just wanted, right, I just wanted yeah. to bring it up. Um, I thank you for your time. We'll talk later, and I'll let other callers get on. Sure. Okay, great. So, thank anyways, uh, getting back to the Social Security stuff, how are we going to, well, what do you do? Well, first of all, you always want to get the paperwork. That's the thing. So that you can write some of these people and tell them where to go. Now, my stop, they stopped mine, taking mine 15% out just because of a guy turned me in on some silver long after I was out of business. And uh, I got around and I filed in. Um, I filed in a status and I registered to vote as a citizen of Alaska and it quit. And I called them up and rubbed their nose in and I said, you got to you got to take, you got to start doing it. Oh, we're going to do it. I said, well, bring it on. Then the SOBs canceled or uh, let my lien expire because I never got around to suing them. But that's under, it's under 42 USC 207 and it's also 407, same thing. And so anyways, uh, that's the updated 407. So anyway, it's in title 26, 6334. And they say, no. Social Security, we can do it. They don't talk about law and equity there because they can't. That's how they got the exclusion right out in front in the 407. They put it in law and equity. Well, if there's no constitutional courts, if it's a benefit, law and equity can't do benefits. Thank you. Okay, so that's how they got around that. That's fine. But when you get to the CFR, it's 26 CFR 301-6334. First of all, you go to... The, there is a several uh, Supreme Court cases. One of them is Department of Homeland Security versus Regents of California, and it's 140 Supreme Court 1891. 140 Supreme Court S period CT period 1891. And it says agency with no power to act until Congress confers power. Agency exercise power beyond the bounds of its authority. It acts unlawfully. And it also talks about how they have to do a proposed and final rule. So let's go look and see, just like if we had something in the statutory law, did, it, did Congress vote on it? I don't know. 
It's a presumption that's taken when it's codified that that's all happened. That's not true in the CFRs because you have to go look at the next step, which is the Administrative Procedures Act of 1946. And it has to have two steps, a proposed rule and a final rule. And it also has to say it's in compliance with 553 little b as in Baker. So I go look in the bottom. I happen to know in 1967 they republished all of the 301 regs. They even said the United States District Court is a 301 reg. Can you believe that one? They've hidden that one. But it's a final rule. And the authority is 7805, which is the commissioner only, not the secretary. That's a 301 reg. That's the authority for publisher. And they print it. But there is no mention of 553B. Now, one of the first things that I just told you, there has to be a statutory authority from Congress saying you are going to pass some regulation under 6334B. Back in a minute. Welcome to the land of flame and fizz Where you will learn that packaging is all that heaven is Just a little black car, the little black dress We got the guru and the trainer and the full course dress We got the software truth you're listening to republic broadcasting network real news real talk real people because you can handle the truth are you sick of censorship tlb talk is the cure tlb stands for truth liberty and balance we are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. 
With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. The reviews for Extendivite are amazing. Amazon customer. It's amazing. I just ordered my second bottle. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after I exercise. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off of BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. Amazon customer. Extendivite works great. This product has made my blood pressure and cholesterol stable. I highly recommend it. Amazon customer. Excellent herbal formula. I've been using it to keep my cardiovascular system fine-tuned. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Okay, we're back here, and uh, before I put the bunch lines for all the thing, I want to have enough time. James and Vancouver, you, how's Canada doing? Uh, I think they're going to try to lock us down here uh, come uh, this January 1st. And the reason I say that is because uh, last Monday I talked to a security guard at the uh, local Walmart, and I asked him uh, directly, and very quietly, how long before we need the vaccine passport to get in here? And he looked at me and said, this month is the last month. That was the last week. So, Well, I hope the people in Canada rise up and don't let that, that uh, he's one of the minions of Satan, just like the one we got in the White House and all of his little people. Uh, these people are just well, totally out of control. Well, you see, like, uh, I wanted to call in because uh, my observation is law all around the world is broken down. Um, Let's take uh, France, for example. You mentioned laws in France. In France, uh, (laughs) they've got what's called le dossier. Have you heard of it? No. Le Le dossier means when you get arrested, right, um, whether, you know, there's evidence or not, they'll uh, lock you up and the um, court will come to you uh, every day and ask you, like, uh, Monsieur, are you ready to confess? Uh, you say, no, I didn't do anything. Very good, Monsieur. Uh, I hope you enjoy the hospitality of France. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow. And this will go on. And you can wait as long as two years before you get into court. They'll keep you, you know locked the, up. You know what the English call that? And what we, we yeah. actually have over here. People just don't know them. Do you know what it's called? No. Star Chamber. Yeah, yeah. But, right. Now, I just want to uh, fast forward that to what's happening in Washington with the January 6th people of 2021 that were incarcerated and are being tortured. And uh, there's no evidence that they did anything wrong. And, and they're, they're doing the same thing as the French, right? 
Uh, I know, you know and the bottom I mean, line is the politicians are mum on it. The only people talk about it is when you go to frankspeech.com, which is Mike right. Lindell's thing, right. and he has a news broadcast that's going to be on at 4 o'clock. Uh, Brandon House is doing a 30-minute just like they do a newscast, and I, right. I highly recommend everybody to go at 4 o'clock at the 30 minutes or whatever at the top of the hour. Go to frankspeech.com and listen to 30 minutes of just like you would hear on Ingram or Hannity or some of them. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you might want to take a volume if you got one because it's going to shock the heck out of you. Okay, uh, I want to get back yeah. to Social Security. You got anything else, real quick? Because I want to finish up this, this thought. Okay, just one question: Have you ever run across the Earl of Oxford's case of sixteen fifteen? Nope. Well, that's where equity got its big start. So I just thought I'd well, equity is about the, in. equity is about where there's no statutory common law and contract stuff. It's where there's no statutes. Yeah. It's basically, it is about fairness. Yeah. Okay. I I had uh, I had the professor at Cambridge, John Hopkins, of their law. Um, of their law college uh, give me that class on equity. Well, I'll tell you so one I, thing that I just did. Yeah. I got around and sent off nine letters. I'm going to publish yeah. them to the Supreme Court justices, one to every one of them, right. and told them where to go put it, basically because okay. the Mooney case where we brought up the first time ever the 301 regs, that was right. denied on the split of certiary and the petition for hearing, rehearing. Right. Right. And I also right. brought up, I said, you know what, a farm boy from Kansas can take your yeah. Affordable Care Act thing that you just did here recently, and in 15 minutes, with no, quote, legal training from any damn right. college, and I can right. tell you that you're so full of baloney, right. you should be ashamed of yourselves. Right. Anyway, D.C. is under French law now. <laughs> I'll let you go, Frank. Uh, I mean, uh, it's yeah. It's a, it's uh, a communist state. Well, communist all kinds of crazy stuff, Marxism and yeah. anarchy. Uh, yeah. It's under yeah. the control of Satan yeah. if you want to cover it. So anyway, well, getting back yeah. to how do we deal with Social Security? Well, first of all, you got to go to, you have to make a case for where federal agencies, general applicability, legal effect, and all that. They got It's got to be judicially noticed. If it's not there, well, it's there. I judicially noticed it. I learned how to read it. It says 301. The IRS says it's nonsense, but that can't. There's a couple of cases says they'll judicially notice, but you can't rely on that. That's that's like circumstantial evidence. How about let's go to the DNA? I want to get to the stuff. I want to put these people on a cross, and then I want to stand back with a nail gun, and I just keep one of firing them. Hurt yet? I'm not kidding you. So how do I? deal with a 301 reg of 6331. It mirrors the statutory law. And the Chevron deference, the Supreme Court and these idiot lawyers and people that don't know, oh, well, it's close to the statute, and then they will put both of them together, usually. They'll cite the code, and they'll cite the regulation. They don't tell you the regulation is housekeeping. They don't tell you whether it has the force to effect of law. You make an assumption. You know what assume does, don't you? That's out of you and me. So how do I deal with this regulation? Well, the first thing I do, I search on 553B on the first regulation that's published. It ain't there. Well, it doesn't apply to the, doesn't pass the Administrative Procedures Act, which is the same as the vote in the House and the Senate being signed. It ain't there. In 1967, I already know that. 
they post a, a final rule. There's supposed to be a proposed and a final rule. That's step one. I could go to the other regulations. You will not find 553. If you do, it will say it's impractical, unnecessary, and not in the public interest. And impractical means you would stop us from doing this, but that still can't do it because they have to publish an emergency. And even if they did, it's still baloney. Public participation requires notice and comment. Imagine if Congress could do something with no notice and comment and no vote. We'd say, wait, 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 we can't do that. How can an agency get away with it? So the first thing is 301 reg, IRS says, yeah, it's 5 U.S.C. 301. Then you go to the regulations below and search on 553B. You will not find any proposed and final rule in compliance saying they're doing 553B. They have to do the notice and comment, and they have to wait 30 days under notice and comment. You won't ever find one. Never seen one yet. What else is interesting? Well, you see at the bottom, they always put the statutory authority, usually. It's under 7805. 7805 is listed. Guess what? 7805 is a 301 reg, and that's for the commissioner only. And they, Westlaw does very nicely. They list every 301 reg, and you go search on 6331. Congress never gave the IRS any authority at all under that statute. We're done. All game over. Okay, Chris, you got a question or comment? Hi, Ralph. Yes, um, yes, Ralph. Um, you were saying that show that you've tried to contact certain attorneys, in, like Larry B. Kraft, about there being a lack of implementing regulations in the CFR that were not enacted for the. Well, um, I, what I did is uh, on this case for uh, American Frontline Doctors, I emailed them every one of those attorneys. And then I actually tried to send them a second one, and then most of them had blocked me. But that's fine. I just, I, I just offer it. I Hey, if y'all want to jump off the cliff, fine. The thing is, American Frontline Doctors deserves better. Oh, well, could you help me um, uh, try to get that through to them? Um, could you email me what you sent them and, and to whom you since I, oh, well, I, just I host the show through RBN as well, and, and, and I also have, have a, a broadcast. What's that? Just wanted to have email addresses. I don't remember. One of them was in the uh, Fifth Circuit I got, and one was in the Eighth, and I don't remember. One of the other ones didn't have any uh, uh, email addresses, so I just did the one that had the email address. I copied them all. But, yeah, I'll get around and send it to you. And the real short story, because I'm through with this one, human subjects. In American Frontline Doctors, let me pull that up real quick here. We've got time to give it a quick run over. Oh, uh, let's see here. i got to find the case. Well, if, if you uh, could send that to me because um, the here it is. media right director here. for America's front, Frontline Doctors. And, and, um, okay, here you it know, is. Host, In their brief, they cite 45 CFR 46.101. 45 CFR 46.101. That has to do with who is a human subject. And in the uh, one that is human subject, you just go to one, one uh, federal register, 83... FR 2885. 2083 FR 2885. 
And I have seen something that I have well, never what, what seen. I, I, was, I, I understand. I, I just was hoping if I, if I could email you, could you reply with that email in your sure, own words? absolutely. Just at alaskaminuteman.com, absolutely. But it lists every okay. agency, and their only authority is 5 U.S.C. 301 for human subjects. So what the heck am I doing talking to these people? They admit it's internal. Uh-huh. They got no authority to do it to anybody. Um, am I breaking up at all? Uh, because no, you no, no, fine. No, just send me an email, and I'll, I'll send it to you, absolutely. Okay, I just upgraded my internet access. So the the um, upload speed went to where it should, but the download speed has not. So I'm sorry if I, I'm, I'm, I can't understand some of And um, in, interrupt me if, uh, if you can't understand me. I just want to let you know that uh, when I tried to pay with Silver Eagles... Five that, uh, and you can look at um, my story on uh, my website under the Lawful Money blog, under at uh, theliberationstation.com. Liberationstation.com. Click on the blogs, and then you'll. What they do? Where I? Well, the clerk of the court turned it down, um, and uh, you know I use the Uniform Commercial Code for the other uh, intentional voluntary act of. Using tender, which is in-person presentment, you know, they and the judge ruled that the obligation was discharged. So, um, you know, at the last hearing, I didn't expect in suits that who showed up and turned out. Did they? Did did they actually take I, I, any doc, I, I, any cold gold or anything? They didn't. I'd like to see that. I'd, I'd like to see the case documentation on that. If you want to email it to me. All right. Well, like I say, it's all on my blog uh, blogs page. Uh, if you go to the well, local money blog, and, uh, send that to me when you email me. All right. Yeah, this is actually ninety six case. I plea bargain, and um, they, uh, you know, at the last hearing, because uh, I, I never got a subpoena, subpoenaing these folks, the city attorney, county attorney, city, one or two others. I can't remember. Is this federal or state? And, uh, uh, and was they uh, they all said that yes we will accept the uh, you know I use title 12 section 1 enacted or it's repealed if, about 10 years ago I noticed that used to, uh, the terms lawful money and lawful money of the United States shall be construed to mean states so I went and offered them silver eagles they said that they had out there in these opaque containers from the U.S. Treasury, they see the seal on in the, each canister, and they still wouldn't take them. Uh, so, uh, well, my question is: Was that a state or federal case? State or federal? Were you was, in state court never, or federal court? Yeah, sorry, Chris. Well, Chris, it was you're kind, you're, actually circuit. Okay, circuit court. I, I'm breaking up. I'm told. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Was it state or All federal? Right, Mike, still, it was, it, it was county circuit. So oh, okay. um, here in Pinellas County, uh, yeah. At the last hearing, the the uh, city, all those dresses and suits, said that yes, we will accept them in the future. The judge said, uh, made sure, said to make sure that uh, they issue a memo to all the clerk of the court's offices to accept lawful money in the future. And then when uh, someone I know tried it, they still would not accept it although this person did not uh, have the guts to go and pursue the, you know, he, he didn't want to challenge the, the uh, buck the system, I guess, but 
um, they still won't accept it. And um, it was just those two laws, the UCC 3-603, which is in Florida statute 673.6031, and uh, 12 USC 152 that I just mentioned. Well, there's uh, there's more to this story. Uh, well, you know, the the uh, the reason why they don't use it, it's uh, numismatic. Of course, it has a other value. Uh, the reason by is since ever since 1913, we don't have any set people of the several states. There's nobody in the Constitution of the United States that has standing. So technically, you have to be a citizen of that state to have standing to be able to use those statutory laws. And that changed in 1913. And that's when they changed the real party of interest in 1913 from United States to, quote, United States of America, which I have 110 cases that said the United States of America is a sovereign body politic, which is Congress. And that's absolutely true because there are the, the several states gave up their right to elect senators. And a citizen of the United States has no right of elective franchise or the right of suffrage. That's why every amendment from 13 up they say they're articles and Congress can legislate on them and all that nonsense because they're not part, they're not organic amendments. That's the real quick short story of what's going on there, okay? Gotcha. All right, well, I'm going to have to go back and listen to um, You're still breaking up. I'm sorry about that. I'll have to call you back on my phone rather than Skype. Sure, so, huh? okay. I'll be in touch. All right. Take uh, care. So anyways, uh, this is the way the federal legislation on the IRS and the Social Security nonsense, there's 63, oh, 6334 here, I had a brain fart here, happens every once in a while, uh, 6334, right. It mirrors the statute. But it's wrong because it says it's a 301 reg, that's strike one. The authority is 7805, that's a general down below Westlaw List all statutory authorities for any 301 rigs, and guess what ain't there? 6334. Congress never gave a specific authority. And the Supreme Court said they have to have a specific delegation. It don't exist. And the next thing that's wrong, you go look at the Federal Register. You just started the first one in 1967. And it's a final rule. And it has a, the authority of 7805, which is a actual Part 301 reg internally. It says 20, uh, 26 U.S.C. 7805 is a, quote, 301 reg. It's for the commissioner only. Go read the statute. It's the secretary and commissioner. These guys are good, but we're getting better. How about those apples? So, anyways, yeah, if there's anybody else. Oh, Terry in California. I'm sorry, I didn't see you. Go, got a question or comment? Go for it. Yeah, just a question. I've always wondered if the 16th Amendment that established the uh, IRS was Irrelevant. ever ratified by two-thirds of the states. Irrelevant. 16th Amendment changed nothing. Supreme Court said so. Does It's irrelevant. Okay. Uh... Well, we're paying taxes when we don't have to then. Absolutely, because you don't know any better, because you don't understand. It's all about volunteering to do it. And then they have set it up that if you don't volunteer, it's fear by not understanding. It's the same thing as this bioweapon. They don't tell you who a human subject is, first of all. The people that's doing it, 
the next thing is they can't issue mandates and Congress got around on this other thing with OSHA and said, you don't even have to do administrative legislation. You can just go out there and declare an emergency and run until somebody calls your bluff. And there are some courts now that are telling OSHA, you can't do this. If Congress yeah. can't do it, the president well, can't do it. Exists. How can an agency do it that has no authority? Well, there is uh, people that think there is a 16th Amendment uh, that established the IRS. And uh, for those relevant. people, was that uh, uh, amendment ever ratified by two-thirds of the states, oh, which it, is required by federal law? It's irrelevant because the bottom line is it's the, technically when we got citizens of the United States voting, we haven't had a constitutional republic for so long. It can't even, it's way, way back. Citizens of the United States have no right of the elective franchise the thing. The only place they have qualified electors is in D.C. and territories. It says so. Yeah. You're supposed to be a so, citizen of California. Uh, if I want to quit paying uh, U.S. taxes uh, on my income, uh, I'm within the law to be able to do that. Is that correct? What you want to do is just quit volunteering. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a counselor at law. Quit volunteering. And the volunteering comes in when I send them a check or they take it out. When you find it, when you sign W-4s, there's constitutional W-4s available now that the IRS puts them out. Quit volunteering. Yeah, Don't do zero that. return. Don't do anything. And if you've got any questions... Email me at irs at alaskaminuteman.com, and I highly recommend you get on the list. If you can't afford it, I'll still add you. It's $250 a year. But get on the list. Get facts. Okay. It's all volunteering. Uh, okay. So I was I was told that by somebody that know, either knows or doesn't know that once you volunteer the first time, uh, you're volunteered for life. That's a lie, too. That's why you have to keep signing up. And each one of these is separate. You can take Social Security and not do IRS. Everyone is an offer. It's would you like to come in and be screwed? Right. And the IRS is no different than the, ma the mafia that used to come around every week and say, hey, Protection money, donate. IRS is doing exactly the same thing. They got no authority except they're protected by the courts and the government, and we're not educated to understand what they are. And that's a fact. They're worse than the mafia. Yeah. I'd rather have the mafia doing it. Yeah. Uh, uh, this guy by the name of Schiff, he's passed away now, wrote a book on a lot of this stuff. And, he did. Uh, he, didn't, they, he didn't get. He did amazing work, but he didn't get to where we need to be. But he didn't have the internet. He didn't have Westlaw. The man did amazing no. work with what he had to work with. I, I don't know how he did it, honestly. What they got him for uh, was violating uh, judge's order. A judge uh, in court told him to quit selling his book, and he kept selling his book in accordance with the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. And, uh, yeah, they got him for uh, contempt of court. They put him in jail and he died. Do you know what? Uh, do you know what uh, Star Chamber is? It's called the True Trial no. Limit. Number one, confess. Ralph, confess. 
your sins, just like in Braveheart. Confess your sins, Rolf. And the next one is, do it under the penalties of perjury. And the third part of the trilemma, if you don't do it, we're going to find you in contempt of court. Sound familiar? Yeah. That's uh, a, that like is called a, the Brule uh, Trilemma, called a star, uh, star Chamber. Yeah, it sounds like a lawless society to me. No. Sounds like a society that's been sitting on its butt too long and needs to wake up and fight. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the fight's above most people's uh, level of consciousness. And, uh, in fact, I don't even know what's out there, you know, what the fight is. Well, that's why I'm doing this show. That's why uh, Mike Lindell is an amazing. He's got a complaint waiting for Attorney General. Go to his homepage, and he's got it all set up. Send your Attorney General asking, what are you waiting on? There's a complaint sitting there. They have a, a, a cheap way to do hand-counting ballots, available right now, using commercial paper, just like money, that can't be screwed. Why aren't we doing it? Do we not want honest and fair elections? That's my question. And if you don't answer yes, you need to be gone. I want one vote, one person, or whoever they choose, period. You also got the blockchain uh, that's... uh uh, establishes uh, the credibility of these things, you know, and the record's right there. Do you uh, Go to frankspeech.com. Have you ever been there? No. Frank Speech? F-R-A-N-K speech.com. Brandon House is going to be on in three minutes for 30 minutes of amazing news, just like you hear on the old Hannity and Tucker Carlson and all those people. Okay, I appreciate that tip. I'm going to pull that up. Frankspeech.com. Dump Fox, dump CNN. The other ones are irrelevant. They give you a little interesting tidbit. If you like to hear good gossip that ain't going nowhere, Frank Bundino and uh, Waters World and Laura Ingram and Hannity, they're all Fox. They won't talk about two things. We have a bioweapon that's killing thousands, if not millions, and we have the means to have fair elections, and nobody wants to talk about it. Why? Yeah. Uh, good question. Well, they do, yeah, but they, okay. they believe the, a lot of the hype that's going around. Well, get on my IRS on AlaskaMinuteMan.com. I put out amazing. I put out stuff in one lines now, and... I'm getting all geared up by the first of the year for sure. I am going to go to battle. I'm going after these SOBs. No more defense. Offense. Okay? Thanks for listening. I got a Sunday show. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are 
are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.